Hello everyone, this is Dream Warriors Podcast. This is episode 101, and yes, I'm still in shock. I never thought we would get this far, but thank you for joining me. I'm Peter, aka Pad. Find me at akapad.com. Tonight, today, right now, we're talking WWE's Crown Jewel. It's not even one of their pay-per-views. See, this is a part of like their newer special events, and they're all spectacular. We're going to jump into it, so let's just hit that music. Hey, thanks for joining me. Welcome to the Dream Warriors podcast. This is where we discuss, and it is a lot of stuff, but it is all geek, and it's our lives, and it's it's my contributors, and it's we're just a crew, and sometimes we, we're such a warrior sometimes on Dream Warriors podcast, we argue and we fight amongst ourselves and that was the latest episode that was episode 100 mark and i had a lot of contention points with some movies that i actually went through for the 31 days of dread and if you scroll down you can see there's an entire block of horror movies movies if you scroll down even more there's an entire block of in 2017 in october and that's right so there is easily 62 horror movies you can uh, roll around in and now if you go to SoundCloud, uh, I did create a playlist for 2017 and 2018. If you go to my Facebook, aka Pad uh, 13 on Facebook, that's the uh, business public profile page. Uh, there's quick links, so you, you can quickly jump to one of those uh, playlists. Just hit the Facebook feed. But yeah, so Dream Warriors is is we're about long form conversation, uh, and we're, we're driven around comic books, movies, streaming, TV. And now football, and now with this episode, WWE, that this is my third <laughs> attempt at a WWE episode, the middle attempt. So episode 96 was SummerSlam, uh, aka the prophecy of Ronda Rousey. That episode streamed uh, so well, it got um, the metrics for that looked so good that uh, I knew I was going to have to continue this, but uh, the issue was 96 was approaching 100, and the round went, I would have hit episode 100, which there was no real, like, anniversary, anything other than Mark and I re- reuniting and going on a two-hour, you know, like, back and forth about uh, everything, including life. Um, you know, like, I knew there was going to have to be, like, a pause in, in getting back to WWE, but I will say, uh, between that time, I did try and do a Hell in the Cell. And the Hell in the Cell 2018 watch is one of my all-time fa- favorites. And I think the best during the PG era. Uh, we'll get a little bit more into that very soon, what the PG era is for WWE. Um, it's one of the only times an episode did not record. And holy crap, um... It, it drove me nuts and I was so disappointed because I thought I hit hit the beats and, and had good takes on every single match. And that's what we'll be doing today. Today we'll roughly be going through every single match, uh, some of the controversies going into WWE Crown Jewel and you know some of the some of the events. Uh, company events that, that happened after because um, th- there was a price to pay for this. Because it's wrestling and human bodies are, like, on the line, (laughs) as we know. But, yeah, so, look, before we get any further, there's all kinds of fun, interesting, delightful ways to support the show. Now, the most important is the Patreon. This is where you can just donate uh, up to $5 a month, and uh, you can get access to earlier 
um, content and original content just for the Patreon feed. Now, if you're on SoundCloud, there's a link to that. Uh, it, you can say help fund this show. And that link will bring you to Patreon and boom, you can start donating and we're going. Now, I'm also working on akapad.com, the website. Uh, there, there should be like a PayPal donation button and you, you can donate wherever you feel like. Those funds help me run the show to the point where uh, I can travel more, I can pull in guests, I can um, get more contributors here and, you know, like even have people come over pro bono, well, not boner, <laughs> pro bono and maybe like have a couple pieces here for them or, or incentivize them to, to spend some time with me and to really, again, focus on the, that long form conversation to where we get to the reason why some people may or may not like certain things or what is really happening within some of this content that you, like me, love absorbing. So if that's not your cup of tea, there's social media and their subscriptions, okay? We're on almost every single podcast network. We're talking iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor. The list goes on and on, on and on. There's probably a, a, a few dozen that uh, pick me up, uh, that pick up our feed that I'm not even aware of. So Dream Warriors is growing. It, it, it's getting a reach. The tentacles are, 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 are crawling. And look, it takes time to build an audience, but subscriptions, comments, uh, rebroadcasting, uh, re you know things like retweeting or putting this up on your Facebook page, uh, it helps. It certainly helps, and it never gets old. That's the best type of promotion, and social interaction. So you can hit me up Twitter, aka Pad, also in Snapchat, aka Pad, aka Pad thirteen on Facebook and Instagram, and then there's aka Pad.com. I'm available on all of those platforms essentially twenty four seven. So if there's if you don't like what I'm saying, if you think I have a wrong take, I really do want to hear from you because I want all like I do want to roll around in some of these ideas and uh, am I looking for validation? I'm not. Uh, will I push back? Yes. <laughs> but then again, too, part of Dream Warriors is being vocal about the things that we love and the things we want to do. And uh, look, and enough of that garbage. We're here to talk about WWE's Crown Jewel. And if you're not familiar with this, if you if you subscribe to the WWE Network, uh, the, the WWE's been flirting with getting into Saudi Arabia for a long time. Okay, and the WWE stock uh, for this year went from 20 to about 90. It's down to 80 now. Um, they're maintaining a million plus subscribers and they're growing. Okay, them having a footprint. Uh, this is why the, the stocks become so valuable. You, you have a network that's 10 bucks a month. You have a million subscribers. You do the math. And if you're only growing, uh, you're just making money to invest wherever to grow the company. And that's what WWE is driven around. That's why the, the PG error is so important. It's the most important error of the company since the, the 80s, since the Hogan era, we'll call I don't know what the official name for the, the 80s era is. Maybe like the Superstar era. That's why I would call it because, you know, a lot of the personalities, the legacy personalities were built during the uh, su Superstar era. But yeah, so... WWE needs to get into Saudi Arabia. They need to get into India. They need to get into China, uh, the, uh, Mexico, perhaps. Like, okay, uh, they 
they have to develop footprints so they can drive subscribers. Now, this is a model that the, the NFL craves. Uh, the NFL would love to have this type of model, but it doesn't. So wh when the NFL goes into Mexico, goes into London, uh, it's not really the entity making the money. What they're hoping is like a trickle-down effect to drive ratings and merchandise uh, when they're in the UK. WWE, anything, any pop that they might have in Saudi Arabia with the crown jewel is theirs to take and not theirs to share. NFL has to share amongst, uh, like, it's on, like a conglomerate of owners, okay? Um, and the, it needs to, <laughs> it needs to be impactful on a, on, on a real level. And these, these owners, um, have to agree and, you know, like, it's almost like there's, um, there's true democracy within how the NFL is is run, so the it it's not going to grow. It's not going to scale as WWE is growing and scaling through the network and owning all of their own content. And that I, that's almost like what AKA Pad. This is what your boy is doing. I'm building endless content, keeping it together. There's one owner. There's there's multiple. Um, you know, there's almost like one visionary, visionary, but there's multiple visionaries also that I'd love to to, to collaborate with and do things with. And, and you know, like, and this is evident in my comic book artwork. I mean, there's there are scripts I commissioned people to write that I'm sitting on that uh, you know have worked for Image and Marvel and DC and IDW, and I'm just sitting on this stuff, uh, but I own it. And you know, now since those people have developed names, yeah, it's a little bit sly. Or lucky, <laughs> but now those scripts have names. There's names attached to to the scripts. Uh, names in parentheses there, in air quotes. But yeah, so the crown jewel is, it's a symbol. It's a symbol of the WWE's growth. Now the branding. I just have to get into this because I talk about this on every single WWE. Okay, WWE is at a level with branding and presentation that I uh, I never thought would happen. It is so perfect it's accurate it's it feels good you you just like looking at it and everything for the crown jewel was green and yellow perfect color combination for this and the the, the stage okay they, they had like the, the the logo the 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 shape of the crown was the the telethon okay or the Teletron, okay, they, they, it's like, it was this giant sculpted screen, uh, covered with neon lights, and I'm telling you, what they did for the presentation for this was almost like WrestleMania level, I mean, they, they built these pillars above the stage, and they were able to shine, uh, to, to project graphics onto the stage, okay, so when Triple H and, and Shawn Michaels came out for DX, and they had the, um, you know, the, the sound wave X pulsing. Uh, I mean, it was literally in the middle of the stage. It looked so freaking cool. And so when it comes to Saudi Arabia, what we have is we, we have the social media um, experts, the mob. And, and, yeah, apparently, like, the one thing people love being an expert on uh, it, <laughs> on social media is geopolitics. <laughs> That's right. Everyone's an expert on geopolitics, uh, on social media, and and this is where um, people forget. <laughs> they, if for some reason people do not know that there's um, true walls in this world, there's true barriers, and some of the they're not even physical walls. Sometimes they're just cultures. Like there's a line in the sand 
literally in the in this case and it's a different culture and unless you oh my it takes so much it takes so much to understand it but unless you're like i don't know man you got some skin in the game you've been there for a long time unless you got some real anecdotal uh firepower uh, i don't know what perspective you can have because to me look i get it i get it. saudi arabia has a bad rep um but do they, do they want it uh, i don't know uh like do they do do they want to get above it do, do they want to westernize and assimilate uh you know like enough but probably okay um you know like it, it, it's it's a loaded gun i'm not going to make comments on saudi arabia i'm, I'm talking wrestling <laughs> And, and and I'll say though, like the crowd for the crown jewel, oh my god, it looked, uh, it sounded, and it looked uh, good. I mean, the, the people may not be used to that type of event. This might be the first. This might be the first time in their life that they see a WWE event. And here, living in Philly, living in Center City, Philadelphia, you're spoiled with wrestling. Uh, I grew up in New Jersey. Okay, New Jersey is a breeding ground for wrestling independent uh you know organizations okay uh you know at one time we, we had ecw guys like everywhere you could you could go to like you could just walk around the malls and see someone like the ecw guys in Voorhees, new jersey because they um they rain matches like right down the the street and it's, it's a couple minutes from over the uh, bridge so you know combat zone wrestling it goes on and on like uh, what the, the legacy jersey has when it comes to wrestling the, the monster factory the famous school maybe the greatest wrestling school of all time is in new jersey okay i grew up like right right there like it wasn't even that far from me. i never went there i should have went there i'm not i'm not even sure if that's open anymore someone wants someone uh let me know that some some lo- look i know plenty of people listen in jersey if the Monster Factory is still open, you text me. Just let me know. <laughs> but I would prefer if you could leave a comment. But yeah, and so it's 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 almost like there's a um. I'm just going to jump real quick. So there, there's like a growth to the industry, uh, to the um, to reaching people. And being in Saudi Arabia, this growth, okay, is it connects with people, okay. Some of these kids are seeing this, and and it, like I said, it might be the only time in their lives that they see a WWE event. It's going to stick with them, and they're going to reach a point where they can afford the ten dollars a month, and they're they're going to subscribe to the network and they're going to have access to everything from the era from when they were a child and there's this nostalgia that wwe is like flowing and connecting into and it's it's phenomenal and it's working and they 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 do they deserve all the credit now getting back to some of the controversy now so apparently we're just say this hated journalist you're the most hated journalist in saudi arabia which is a achievement of itself i mean like how bad do you i mean like for a whole country that and the government to to hate you um this guy uh, was in turkey he goes to the saudi arabia embassy which was the you know for divorce papers and he doesn't come out 
And there was this uproar about this because there people were like, "How could you do this?" Well, number one, he's 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 on Saudi Arabia soil. He he's not he's not in Turkey. If you go into an embassy, you're in that country, okay, and you're not subject to the laws of the host country, okay. So the embassy is like this pocket, and the U.S. embassies are subject to U.S. laws and like legislation, okay. <laughs> So it, people don't understand that. So this guy had a beef. He, for some reason, he wanted to marry another girl. Needed divorce papers. I guess he was trying to do it right. And then uh, he doesn't come out. And it, 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 it kind of somewhat became clear that there was definitely a a hit squad or a torture squad. <laughs> and the guy, the guy died. Okay, they, somehow the guy died, and they got rid of the body. Okay. Um, look, that is their thing to deal with. I don't really, I don't know. It's Saudi Arabia. I, I'm here in the U.S. and in, in Philadelphia. Um, let them handle their own stuff, okay? That's a little bit how I feel about that. So that was a part of the big controversy going into this. Now, WWE has been so good with uh, fostering and harnessing uh like workers, uh, you know, company people, and th- this this is super clear in 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 how they maintain the roster, uh, how they promote from within, and and all these other things that that we know from throughout the years. Okay, like even like how someone the Miz has become like the company. I mean, that, like the Miz right now is. I know John Cena is doing other things, but the Miz is somewhat elevated over John Cena in being like the company guy. Uh, which is why I was rooting for him in the Crown Jewel <laughs> tournament, but no. So during like all like uh, all of this, is that um, you know a lot of commentators came out against WWE and were like, "Hey, even some of your talent, hey, even some of your wrestlers don't don't want to go. They don't want to go to Saudi Arabia. Why are you doing this?" And I don't. I call malarkey. I call it hogwash. I don't even buy that. I I think the talent within WWE trusts the direction of the company. Period. Okay. Now I don't know. It's uh, people think it's bad that they they don't have women wrestlers. I I, I don't know. I I don't. Whatever they do enough with with, with the girls. I I don't know. Like whatever. They they, they just had this evolution uh, event, and it was like all girls. So what do you like? Whatever. It, 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 you're being so picky. Uh, WWE puts out so much right now. Uh, there's uh, there's enough for ev- like everybody. Okay, so that doesn't even bother me. So getting getting to this, you know, we we have a price to pay when it comes to uh, wrestling. <laughs> we have a price to pay. If 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 you watch the final match. Which I thought, uh, given its circumstances, and, and I'm getting in, into that right now, Triple H uh, tore his pectoral muscle. Now, just to give you a um, an idea of that type of injury and what to expect from it, it's black and blue from your like your entire chest. One side of your chest going right down into your bicep. Okay, the, like it's all black and blue. Okay, uh, that's because there is the 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 blood flows like interrupted and everything just bruises and it just looks ugly and disgusting. So he suffers that maybe like we'll say maybe like 
eight to nine minutes in uh, let's just say 10 <laughs> 10 minutes into a like roughly a 30 minute match Shawn Michaels uh became you know like somewhat the the ragdoll the punching bag while the doctor uh, verified what was happening with Triple H to, and cleared him to get go back into the ring as the match went on now this is very similar to when Sting got injured uh, with with um, Seth Rollins, okay, and it, it it was scary. It's it's tough seeing the talent go through that, but it's also extraordinary when we see the talent like truly earn their legacy, their reputation, and everything they're about by getting back and finishing the match. That's what it's all about. I, I thought Triple H set a great example for anyone moving forward within the company. Of, of how tough you have to be and 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 how you do even though you're you're in the executive branch of the company and you just happen to also be a wrestler you tough it out and and i really thought that that was a um inspiring moment uh you know for for the crown jewel i i think that is the the crown jewel of the crown jewel but that that match look you have to wait till the end but it's the brothers of destruction it's dx <laughs> it's just cool it's awesome undertaker had a extraordinary and awesome entrance he looked good kane looked good uh everyone got their moves off everyone got their little tropes done uh i don't know like i'm not really sure what else can be done uh when it comes to um those four guys i i thought the build up into it was great i thought the the, the stakes were high um i love that they they won clean dx won clean they won via pinfall uh and somewhat vindication of the undertaker i, I would have to double check this i'm going going off of memory but the undertaker defeated triple h twice and Shawn michaels twice in wrestlemania so four of his like 21 win streak was uh was dx <laughs> so it's nice that they got revenge on the undertaker finally and it was satisfying seeing that um and you know like has wwe lessen the the undertaker but uh yeah i mean like the under the undertaker can win or lose when when he comes back but we we just want the entrance <laughs> and the couple tombstones and we're all moving on now the crown jewel uh also okay there was a a, a cup a, a world's best cup that um that the crown jewel was designed uh and they for everyone to to compete in Okay, so it was it's it's a bracket based tournament. Uh, WWE has had huge success with with tournaments. Okay, uh, you know going back to the the rise of the cruiserweight division, uh, you know like that tournament was really uh, really interesting. Uh, I believe they did another one. I think they brought back the the, the UK belt. Um, um, crap, I'm a little bit behind on that one. But they they do tournaments very well. Tournaments work. This one, any one of these guys. Any one of these guys could could have won. Okay, I would have been happy with either one. But it was Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, my boy The Miz, Jeff Hardy, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, who I'm so happy is back, Dolph Ziggler, also my boy, and Kurt Angle. And, and Kurt Angle, anyone out there that deals with um, some type of ailment or injury, go into Kurt Angle. That, that dude and his neck. And if you just see how he stands up and, and the, the shape of his upper body, uh, it, it doesn't look natural. But this dude goes, okay? And he's been through hell. You know, he's been through a lot of cocaine. 
<laughs> any one of those guys that would have been happy to, to to win i think any one of them could have been a um a good story element but um shane mcmahon ended up winning this tournament <laughs> and he it looks like he turned heel uh I, I didn't watch last night smackdown but i don't know uh him turning heel could help with the you know look you you need heel uh you need guys in position to be heels um then some of them need to be like the uh the management of of, of the company or just the way that they're portrayed through the the storyline so you need you need a foil you need like an a authoritative foil shane mcmahon knows how to play the part he's he's awesome at it he was he was great when he was going up against his father during the invasion period uh, a lot of people overlooked that, but but Shane sold a lot of their storylines and, and a lot of their segments, and he he has an instinct. He has an instinct for the business. When he's not running, you are in demand. The uh, the Japanese Netflix that um you know, or the the Chinese Netflix that he was running during his disappearance <laughs> from WWE. Uh, I, I haven't looked up their stock. Uh, I used to invest in, in in that stock. So look, we have a great tournament with the crown jewel. Shane McMahon comes through with a, um, you know, with a surprise win. And look, uh, it was between the Miz. Uh, the Miz at the end of that gets injured. He wants to continue. They were, um, and they were going to just give it away to Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. It was Dolph and the Miz. And I'm um, like, at this point, I'm just, just like, perfect. Oh my God, my two guys are like, one of them's going to win. This is perfect. Um, and then they were going to give it to Dolph <laughs> out of default. And then Shane steps in. So Shane kind of comes in as, and he, he doesn't want it to, like, he comes in as, as a good commissioner because he doesn't, uh, he wants, he wants the, the cup earned. So technically it should, next up should have been who lost against the Miz previously because <laughs> that's like your third place, uh, you know, or who Dolph, like, I don't know, like, that's a little bit weird because it is a tournament so you have technically you have two guys that the top guys beat so should it have been who the Miz lost to or won against or who Dolph Ziggler won against that's an interesting take I don't really know I would um but either way they, they could have got someone else in there <laughs> we'll just say okay and Shane McMahon like just wants it earned and you can kind of tell from from what's happening and you know he wins and he earns it he beats he beats uh Dolph and I thought that was uh I thought that was uh pretty awesome <laughs> I would like to see Dolph, um you know because but then we were had like a rematch or maybe like who so the Miz had to beat Rey Mysterio so maybe like Rey Mysterio and Dolph Ziggler because it's coming in from the Miz's side so fine that would have been cool. But hey, I thought what they did, they kind of, it looks like they're doing a heel turn for Shane McMahon. I'm all for that. Uh, also during this, we had a incredible tag team match with The Bar and, and The New Day um, for, for the title. The Bar retains, uh, they lost it the, the next night uh, on AOP, uh, to AOP. <laughs> on raw and uh i thought that was a good exchange uh they the i love that the, the new day is still so popular that they're still in contention and, and they're probably like popularity wise they might be like the longest running popular um tag team you know like even more than like legion of doom 
because Legion of Doom, one, uh, you know, those guys had had problems, so you, you didn't get them all the time, and you didn't get like a consistent run. You had like a almost like an Ultimate Warrior pop with the LOD. Um, and then we one of my favorite modern day rivalries. We had AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. Uh, it is it, this is the perfect combination of hard style, high fly, and classic. Uh, these two guys understand. Um, the beat so well and they're so well together that i'm hoping that the two of them do something together um soon like i kind of want them to become allies uh i'm a huge fan of both i'm a huge fan of aj styles uh i think he is perfect for the company he is like he's going to be he's going to go down as one of their all-time best champions during a uncertain era that made it certain because he could he could hold the uh, strap um and he is the face of the place and I believe they can put him up against anyone. And it looks like AJ Styles and Brock Lesnar are going to go one-on-one in Survivor Series, which is, uh, I believe, November 18th. Let, let me uh, let me just confirm that. Uh, it's November 18th. Yeah, so holy crap. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Um, and then we have Brock and Braun Strowman. So Roman Reigns, uh, this was going to be a triple threat match. Roman Reigns uh, gets... He, he gets hit with leukemia again. He needs to sacrifice the strap. And, look, he, he did the right move, uh, giving it up. I'm sure that the company knew about his his illness, and they were like, look, you have to give it up. That's just the way we're, we're built. That That's just the way we do things around here. <laughs> and, look, uh, it became a Brock show. Uh, Corbin, Corbin, the commissioner of Raw, he, uh, he helped Brock. When he he I don't know what they're going to do with the storyline wise, but he he favored Brock. He, he hit um, Braun with the with the belt as the uh, you know as they were ready to to go at it, and you know and the Rock just continued the F five Braun Strowman for like three minutes, and there you go. <laughs> Brock wins. Uh, Brock is is the uh, the Universal Champion for like the third or fourth time. Uh, I don't know, like, uh, are they, I don't know if they're running short on, on the Brock, but I'd like a giant monster running, running the game for WWE, I really do, I think it's, I think it's fantastic, and then we have, uh, D-Generation X and the, uh, the Brothers of Destruction, uh, I already talked about this, uh, um, look, it's unfortunate they, they couldn't have the match that they wanted with Triple H's injury, but, hey, these guys were warriors, they, they went through it, dude. They they were professionals, and and everyone had their spot. Everyone had their moments. Uh, the crowd seemed to be into it. I was into it. Uh, I like seeing that. Uh, you know, look, man. Like a couple of years ago, everyone was convinced that the Undertaker like would never come back ever. Okay, and I love the way that they're using their legacy talent. And look, speaking of legacy, we can't not talk about the return of Hulk Hogan. Um, look. Uh, I, the political climate kind of took him out of 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 you know WWE's contract with him because you know he was he was lined up to be the spokesperson. Uh, I think in 2016, 2015, and they brought him back to intro the event. So this really goes this cycles right back into um, WWE's value of Saudi Arabia and the grab that they wanted for the audience. It was kind of like all hands on deck. And that that goes to show you that there there is a managerial vision, uh, and and 
uh, sites for expansion for this company that is very uh, relevant. I'm not, um, but real quick, just leapfrogging before I, I, I cut this out. Uh, Ginger Mahal is one of my boys. He's he's one of my favorite modern day champions. Uh, great intro, great look, great gimmick. Uh, I love that he has his little like entourage. Uh, he's awesome. Uh, I think he's one of the best heels that that, that they've had in, in, in modern time. I'm not sure why he's he, he wasn't involved in this. Uh, I think uh, like uh, him and Ru- uh, Rusev would have paired very well for a match. Uh, I'm I'm kind of like shocked about that. I don't really know, um, but he's like you know the real life him. I'm pretty sure is like Canadian. I, w- I would have to verify that. But he's but his character though his 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 character would fit in 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 that. So I don't really know. It would have been cool if they if they brought in like I don't know like would it seem like that they're placating uh, like. You know, trying to appease Saudi Arabia too well. I don't know. I thought it would have been cool, and I would have expected it because it's WWE. Because <laughs> these these are the guys behind the Attitude Era. But yeah, look, everyone, uh, Crown Jewel is available on the WWE Network. Um, all the promos that run between the matches are fantastic. They keep you up to date. They they build the uh, suspense going into the match. They they catch you up on the storylines. You can just sit down and watch this. You don't have to really look into too much you, you really don't you can just sit down and watch it they did a fantastic job and it is a uh, it's a double 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 like thumbs up from me it's it's just a watch it's just a recommendation and thank you for joining me for dream warriors 101 if you haven't yet followed diamond dallas cat on instagram because dallas has been staring at me almost this entire time in the dream warrior studio <laughs> give my cat a follow he's 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 amazing And look, hey, have a great day. Have a good night, everyone. I love you. Hey, everyone. This is Dream Warriors 101. Wow, it feels goofy just saying that. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I never thought Dream Warriors would even have 100 numbered episodes. But hey, back in back. A little bit back it up a little bit uh we did wow hey everyone it's dream warriors 101 i'm peter aka pad your host your pop culture fanatic yes yeah, right i talk about everything and a little bit of my own life but hey thanks for joining me let's just hit that music hey, everyone and this is dream it. warriors podcast your hello everyone this is dream warriors podcast your source of everything comics wrestling Hello, uh, hey everyone, this is Dream Warriors Podcast, your source of everything geek. That's right, we're fanatics over here. I'm by myself today, and I'm Peter A. DeLuca, a.k.a. Pad, your boy, your host, your fanatic. And today we're talking WWE's uh, that was Diamond crown Dallas jewel cat on Instagram. Dallas is, is my cat. This. I think he was a little upset I didn't intro him as well. He gets into things. <laughs> And um, at the Dream Warrior Studios, it uh, the microphones do pick it up, and uh, it, he might have been just contributing to the soundtrack. He gets amped with wrestling, as do I. But yeah, so the Attitude Era had these characters, guys like uh, Billy Gunn, aka Mr. Ass, uh, Nick Foley, aka Mankind, the Godfather, who was essentially a uh, like a pimp. 
and he would come out to uh, what was the uh, Who train, <laughs> and every single time he came out, it was like five or six women that you know, like major draws drop, and so this era was more violent. Uh, it was hyper, way more sexualized, and it 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 contrasted the company with what WCW was doing, World Championship Wrestling. Owned by Ted Turner on TBS and hey TNT. Everyone, thanks for uh, joining and me. And essentially, what TNT Stream Warriors podcast episode 101. I am, I'm still in shock about that. I like when I set out to do this. I never, um, I, I never really thought we would reach 100. Now, in all, I think this is episode 100 and either 62 or 63 combined publishing because you know we've had the 31 days of dread which is one horror movie a day for the entire month of october <laughs> so we've done that in 2017 and 2018 so that's already 62 uh episodes um 